0: I hereby introduce to you, Mr. Michael Veazey. Sobering stuff. I mean, the other thing I would say is, as you say, getting somebody to do it on your behalf. I've just started doing that. I actually went to freeup.com. We recently had Nathan Hirschman free up on uh, and the advantage of that is that you can get people who can hit the ground running because they're already trained in Amazon sourcing and sometimes they can be as little as $5 an hour. I've got somebody working for me uh, at the moment, $5 an hour, really good English. Um, we'll see how good she is at dealing with the Chinese. but i would really encourage anyone who is uh gonna try and cut corners like me because they feel overwhelmed and is busy 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 just get yourself a good outsourcer i I cannot recommend it enough because you cannot probably deal with the numbers on your own if you're working this part-time now let's talk about uh the main do's and don'ts when you're choosing a supplier you say you have to consider tons of people Um, How do you go from your several thousand people you've contacted to what's the sort of most, uh, what's the word, let's try an 80-20 this. What's the most effective way of doing it that is not ridiculously time consuming to go from, say, you know, a thousand people down to three and getting samples from them?
1: Um, I I think it's a sort of natural filtering process. I mean, even if you email 3000 suppliers, you only get 100 replies. Then from the hundred, you know, 70% of them haven't even answered the questions you asked or they don't have the relevant product. Boom, they're gone. Uh, And then it's just a case of, yeah, this guy's email, uh, the the photos of the product, that's the product I want. The price seems good. They've asked me questions about what I want in a way that shows that they know that product. So, you know, let's say you're ordering an FM transmitter. Do you need CE and ROS certification or do you need FCC certification? If They're asking you that. It shows that that person, you know, has dealt with that product. They have expertise in it. That the, the next thing on that would be, I usually ask them for a list of other customers they've worked with. I want to know that they've exported to the market I'm dealing in, so that they know the rules and regulations. Some factories, some agents don't. They are just, you know, winging it. Um, they, you know, once they've sold it to you, they don't care that much. Um, it's a natural selection process, and then it's kind of a gut instinct. You feel that. Yeah, these four or five guys seem to be much better than the rest or only one of them is good or only a couple of them are good or more of them are good. But I usually find that even from a blast of 3,000 suppliers, it whittles down to the top four or five that I want to get samples from pretty pretty quickly, you know, within a few days of back and forth, you know, who, who seems better. And then if you can't choose and you've got 10 who seem great, you just go to 10 lowest price uh, for that item or... If one looks, you know, the quality looks really good from one, you get that sample too, Um, because even though everything looks good on email, once you get the sample, your order in your head of which supplier is better than the other will flip, because the samples from one may be way better than the other, even though it's less or more expensive. So I think it's it's a time consuming process, but you can kind of chip away and get that that list down.
0: Makes sense, and actually, what you say about only a certain percentage will respond is true. And you're absolutely right. I mean, whenever you, whenever you say do anything with the Chinese, in my experience, that a lot of the time they'll answer a question they think you're asking, but they're really just not answering a question at all. I mean, sometimes they just evade everything. So, yeah, I, that would definitely be a reason for me to eliminate somebody. So you're right; it will, it will chip itself down naturally. I think. Um, and the other thing, yeah, right. Asking the right questions is a good cl- uh, clue. Again, that implies that I or you know whoever's sourcing knows the right sort of questions that they should be asking and knows about the certification themselves. I guess in the the first time, if you're in a new product niche, you won't know that, but you'll get a flavor for it after a while. And uh, absolutely, do they know about importing or exporting rather to the US? And that's, that's a very good elimination question. So thank you, that's a very, very clear process. Um, The other thing I was going to talk about is when you actually get to the point where you've got samples, you've negotiated about the quality and stuff. What's your ordering process? Do you go through the usual paperwork? So, you know, a a purchase order, pro forma invoice, commercial invoice. Do you think it's really important to have that in place or is that a sort of unnecessary burden? Uh, Well, most factories will want you to, to do that.
1: Um, once you've got a relationship with them, it's different. You can ping them an email and say, Hey, I need 5,000 more units of X. They'll send you the invoice. Um, with the suppliers I was working with towards the end, I never raised any purchase orders. We had them internally for accounting, never sent to them. They just sent the invoice, pay the deposit if necessary. And that was it. But I would say if you're dealing with a new factory, it's, you know, it's to place a purchase order. And sp- what you need to do on there is spell out one, what you're ordering exactly including how it will be packed, like the steps. It's going to go into the box, then this leaflet, then that bag. Everything needs to be on that purchase order. And also the quality standard is on there. Up front, if that's on the purchase order, there's no arguing later from the factory. You spelled it all out there. And it helps you to catch um, you know, mistakes. If you've gone back and forth with someone over 10 emails to develop a product, what's the final specification you're actually ordering? Is it spelled out somewhere? That kind of needs to be with the initial paperwork with the order too. Photos of maybe you're ordering this mug, but you're putting your logo here, and but you don't have a sample to show that. You still need a photo of this and the explanation that the logo is going there with the documents you send over all in one email. So there can be no arguing later that, you know, why didn't you make it how I was expecting it? it again, it's down to you to spell out what it is that you're, you're ordering, what you're going to be getting, how it's going to be packed, so yeah, I would say the, go through that process. So uh, specification, a separate, yeah. how it would be packed specification, now how the boxes are going to be marked, everything. I think it all needs to be there.
0: I couldn't agree more. I mean, every experience I've had in China when it's gone wrong is because I haven't spelled something out and then double checked and spelled it out again in letters of fire uh, because uh, <laughs> the Chinese seem quite capable, I guess, because they're dealing with so many orders all the time of doing absolutely massive mistakes. If you don't double check I mean, I've had people try and almost send 500 units or something um, just to the wrong continent sometimes. I mean, you know, I've, I've given them my address in London to send samples to, and then they were just about to send 500 units there. And I said, dude, these have got us plugs on, do not send them to the UK. I can't do anything with them, send to the U- US. So yeah, double, triple, quadruple check and communicate everything is, is my personal experience as, uh, as a complete amateur compared to you Anthony. Um, The last question, the last area really I want to deal with is quickly to look at importing and exporting. What would you say is the biggest mistake that people make around that area with their Chinese suppliers? Uh,
1: What specifically do you mean? Do you mean in terms of uh, the freight, the the costs or?
0: Well I don't mean specifically, I mean any of those. I mean what would you say in the whole process of once you've ordered a product uh, setting up the way that it goes from China to the US or China to the UK or wherever okay. it's going.
1: So really again that's something that you should check up front before you order is if you're ordering a product you want to check the freight cost air sea you want to check with the freight forwarder who's actually going to be moving the goods what the duties are going to be on that product also are there any rules or regulations restrictions on that product you want to check that before you ever place the order because if it's got a lithium battery, it's got all kinds of different um, lithium ion batteries, all kinds of different rules and regulations, which you not, might not be aware about. So you want to, you want to take what item it is that you're going to be shipping, give it to two or three different freight forwarders, ask them to price it. But that's also a double check for them to say, Hey, have you got this paperwork for this, this type of product that you might need up front? There may be rules, you know, you might have made a, a bamboo or wooden chopping board and find out it needs fumigation before it ships. And you haven't you know, factored that in or haven't arranged it, it delays you, whatever it is. It's just knowing these things up front. And that's, that's getting all the prices, all the information when you have the sample before ever placing the order. That's going to prevent 95% of problems that come later. The other thing to watch out for is making sure that the product's securely packed into the carton. So you want to get the factory to send you... Uh, a Microsoft Word document with step-by-step photos of how it's packed from the individual product into the box, into the inner carton, into the outer carton, just to see, yeah, that makes sense, yeah, it looks secure, yes, they've got the right sizes, yes, everything looks fine. You could go as far as doing a drop test, uh, which is just simply dropping the box from a certain height to see if everything's secure and not moving around, a vibration test so it shakes it around a little bit, That can be done at the factory before it ships uh, because that's. that's, I would say the two things are rules and regulations and two is products being damaged in shipment. So any little checks you can do on the product before it actually goes out will help prevent some of that because certain certain packaging when next to each other, it's going to rub, the color is going to go across or the product might might not be snug in the box, the box is too large, it gets damaged. So those are the main things I I would recommend. It's just, again, it's Running through everything that could potentially go wrong and checking that before you even place an order for that that product It's not easy when you when you're new to it. The the other thing I would say is um You kind of touched on it is you might be someone might be new to a particular product by blasting 3,000 factories all the information you get back from those emails you, you'll be an expert on that product in a week um, and you use the information from one to to basically challenge the others to say hey are you following this standard too and also you can then use them to cross negotiate each other you can say hey these guys give me 1.20 you are 150 and similar quality I like you because Xyz if you can come to 130 the price will you know I'll, I'll order from you it's so you can use that information at this stage before you ship in negotiation so really again all all of this work is up front and don't be afraid to ask the supplier to give you that 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 info you know uh, show me the QC report from other customers that you've done this product for. I want to see, you know, whether you're passing QC. Show me your factory audit that someone's done on you before to check that your processes and your systems are good. Show me your 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 normal packing methods. Show me what other customers are ordering and how they're packing it why they're packing it that way. Show me how I can lower the price. Show me how I can increase the quality. You know, there's, there's no reason you can't ask them. They're doing this product day in, day out, but they just – they know it, you don't, they don't think that you don't know it. They just assume you know it too. So if you don't ask, you you, you won't find out. So it, going there, you, it kind of helps prevent a lot of that. But there's no reason over Skype or email that you can't um, get a lot of this extra info that will prevent a lot of errors just through more discussion. And that's where the, the no rush comes in. If you're in a hurry, you miss all of this upfront quality check, upfront negotiation, upfront discussion, upfront product improvement, you're basically shooting yourself in the leg. Yeah, you'll get a product into Amazon. You'll be competitive for two or three months because the current price is X. But, you know, it's all of that work you do up front. So, yeah, maybe your product development process is a month longer than the other guys. But you know that product inside out. You've bought it at a price which is much lower. And you've had time to think about, is it really worth me even doing this product? Look at all this work and the margins – Fifty cents an item. At most, I'm going to make two grand a month. Should I even bother, or should I find something else to develop? So it all comes back to not rushing, but not over-analyzing. Just with, just going through the the kind of key steps. And I think there's there's enough free information out there, and there's, there's books you can pick up for you know 10, 15 bucks that will give you an overview of these steps. So you can't say, oh, I didn't know I have to do that i mean it's 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 all there really if you if you want to do this well that you now have the information to to just go through step by step and make sure you cover off every area
0: wow so that's uh, such a comprehensive list and and even the idea of going back to the suppliers and just asking them for everything just being very kind of cheeky is uh is also one of those that i've i understand from chinese culture and you'd know about this in depth that they really respect that that you're acting like a professional buyer and therefore they'll treat you more seriously so uh all it remains for me to say anthony is thank you so much for this extra value that you brought a- apart from telling us about your amazing tool cash Car pro and um, the amazing information you've given from all your years of uh, sourcing experience and amazing amounts of you know golden nuggets things that are very actionable things you can do which will really really improve your chances of a great quality product at a, a good competitive price that will be low enough to actually make profit over a decent chunk of time so Anthony thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me it's been great yeah, it's been a pleasure and uh, stay in touch with us if you've got big improvements to your cash Car pro tool at some point in a few months then get in touch and we'll, we'll talk again definitely love to do that great thank you so much